the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I'm out here at Warm Beach Senior Community in uh, out towards Stanwood, Washington, and uh, with me today is Irma Fairchild. Irma, welcome to Heart of the City. Thank you. <laughs> you and I have had just a brief moment to, uh, to meet, so I'm going to learn about you and your life uh, as our listeners learn. And uh, as I always say, uh, the best part about a story is starting from the beginning. So tell me about the beginnings for you. Did you grow up in this area? Are you from the Northwest, the Midwest, the East? Where are you from? No, I was born and raised in South Bend, Indiana, Uh the oldest of seven children. So I have six siblings and um, was raised in a non-Christian home. However, my mother was always faithful in making sure that we all attended Bible school and that we went to Sunday school. She would um, make it, it just saw the importance in it, but never really, you know, came came with us. Yeah. So I attended a um, apostolic church and also a Mennonite church. So as a child growing up, um, I learned some conservative beliefs and enjoyed going to the vacation Bible school mm-hmm. and liked going to both uh, the Apostolic Church and the Mennonite Church. Yeah, yeah. So, and your brothers and sisters went along as well? Yes, Yeah. yes. So mom always made sure you went to church. Did you know why you were going, or did you just know that she thought that was important, and though, so you ought to, you better go? Yes, she felt it was important that we had some um, background in the Bible and in the, the teachings of um, Scripture, but for some reason, I never really—she's gone now, but I never really asked her why she felt like it was so important that we went, but— you know that she didn't yeah didn't come herself yeah so what were things like uh, around home was your was, you have a father around was he yes was, was he yes. was around but yes. he didn't really have any thoughts about spiritual formation either no 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 the only time i ever knew him to go to church was maybe uh, one of my siblings weddings or something he would come my mother did go for christmas and uh, Easter time, she mm-hmm. would come. So I guess they call those um, 
poinsettia and uh, and Lily, Lily, <laughs> a tender, <laughs> a tenders. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, what was life like growing up? Uh, was it a fairly stable family? Did you enjoy school? What was what was life like in South Bend? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I I enjoyed school. I looked forward to going back to school at the end of summer break. I was bored and wanted to get back to uh, friends and just learning. And because I, I really enjoyed school, mm-hmm. I I looked forward to it. Yeah. So high school, uh, probably girls' sports weren't quite as prominent then. Did you play any sports or music or anything like that as far as school is concerned? No. No, I did do, um, oh, what do they call it, Uh, 4-H club. Mm -hmm. I did 4-H club. I did that every year and had activities and hobbies and, um, you know, um, did a lot of reading as a child also. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So your your relationship with the Lord at that time was was how would you describe it? You 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 went to church because your mom suggested you, that you do, but was there really anything that was ignited in your heart during those those years? No. 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 I just um I felt comfortable going and I just you know, wanted to be there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me about uh, after high school. Did you go to college? No, I didn't. No, no. I met Dave when I was uh, 17. I'd finished school and uh, went to work at a restaurant, and he was there working. So we developed a friendship and uh, dated, broke off, and went back together. So it wasn't anything really solid. Mm-hmm. But he did uh, join the Navy, and it was then that I realized how much he meant to me. I missed him, and, you know, so we developed, um, uh, well, let's see, I think we did communicate via via mail, but it was sporadic. Right. But, but when he finished boot camp, he came back to South Bend, and we— got together again and that was when we solidified our relationship and knew that uh it was it that yeah. that we were going to build our life together and so we got married and um he went out to California he was stationed out in California went to a school and I followed him out there for I think 4 or 5 months in uh, San Diego and then he got orders for uh, Germany, but he didn't get uh, permission for me to go yet. I think you had to be a certain rank or something mm-hmm. in order to have your spouse go. So I went back to Indiana, and um, by that time, I was expecting our first child. I was due in August. This was in March that I went back to Indiana, and he went on to Germany. So, but then his orders got changed to Puerto Rico from Germany. They switched his orders to Puerto Rico. So um, our, ch- our first child was born in August, and I then had, because he had 
able to make arrangements for me to come to Puerto Rico. So I flew to Puerto Rico with our first child, and we spent three years there. And then he separated from the Navy because that was his four years. And he was out for two and a half years. And in that two and a half years, we had two more children. So now we had three children. And... um, things just weren't working out as far as the type of job that he was looking for. He really couldn't convert what the schooling he had had in the Navy. There wasn't anything really available um, in on the outside. Mm-hmm. So um, his father offered to send him to college, but he wanted to go back into the Navy. So he went back into the Navy, and the rest is history. He spent a total of 20 years in the Navy. We lived in four countries around the world, spent 12 years overseas, and then eight years stateside. And we ended his uh, naval career in August of 1981. September of 81, we decided we wanted to move to Washington, state of Washington, so that's what brought us here. And So he was in the Navy during towards the end of Vietnam. Yes, yes. In fact, we were stationed in the Philippines at that time, and we were there when the POWs were released. And we saw it on TV, and it was... Right there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. within. What was her? What was your husband's uh, responsibilities in the Navy? He was communication technician. Mm-hmm. Communication, and then he uh, went for LDO, limited duty officer, and he was selected to as a, a limited duty officer. So he retired as a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy mm. in uh, August of 1981. So you've got three kids, you're a mama, you're traveling all over the world, and what was going on inside of your own self during that time? Were you just busy being a mom? Were you, were you, did you have any thoughts about how you were going to raise those girls, as, uh, those children, as far as their faith is concerned, or what was happening then? Well, uh, it wasn't until, let's see, I have to stop and think, when... It was in the uh, mid-80s. We were living in, in um, he was stationed at NSA, so we were living in Maryland. And he was very involved in his career. He was taking college courses, working toward a degree. And I was working full-time. We had three children and their busy lives and their activities. And, you know, we just kind of lost contact with one another Mm -hmm. and it was like we realized one day we need to kind of uh, maybe not repair but come back around to where we were as a couple and um, so we were going to the Methodist Church there in Severn, Maryland and it was a Sunday morning that Dave accepted the Lord. He went forward and accepted the Lord. And it was like, whoa, you know. Had he ever expressed that desire before? Well, he, no, no. He he just knew that there was something missing in his life and that uh, 
he needed to well he did have a friend of his that uh in fact they visited nursing homes this was something that they did on uh once or twice a month they visited nursing homes and um so just communicating with his friend um there must have been a connection there that this friend knew that something was missing in Dave's life and so he invited him to come to the nursing home with him and 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 get involved in this ministry so like i said he went forward one sunday morning at the invitation of accepting christ and uh like i thought okay i thought we were christian you know you think you are a christian because you you do the right things and you live the right way you don't you don't rob you don't steal you know you give to charities so i really didn't know the true definition of what a christian was hmm. and so that was when I saw a real change in Dave. He was a different man. Did he, when, after he went forward on that, did, did you have a conversation about what he did? Or was it kind of a, I mean, or did he sh- share with you what he was doing at that time? I mean, you, obviously you saw him go forward. But was there, you know, afterwards, was there a conversation about what commitment he had made? He just knew that, he needed to make a co- commitment to Christ. Huh. He was born and raised in a Christian family. I see. And um, so, I mean, we talked about religion, and we were churchgoers throughout our entire family married life. Right. But we didn't have that connection to Christian Christianity and being a follower of Christ. Right, right. So... So he started changing. Oh yes, he was. He in was, what way? Uh, he was more loving, more kind, more thoughtful. Um, I mean, he'd always been a kind person. He was never mean, or you know, we never had. I mean, we had our spats as married couples do, but we never had any knockdown, drag out type of uh, arguments or right. anything. But I just saw this change in him, and this went on for about a year, and I thought, I want what he's got, Hmm. because I wasn't happy. I was feeling a lot of turmoil and a lot of uh, stress in family life and in marriage and in my job, and so... One Sunday morning, I just felt like my heart was just going to blow out of my chest. And it was like, I need, I accepted, I went forward and accepted the invitation. Hmm. And I just melted down. I just cried and knew that that is what Dave had experienced. And from that time on, our lives changed because we. Um, we could do the same things together and be on the same path toward how we needed to live as a Christian couple. 
I'm sure for your kids, they saw a big change in their mom and dad. Yes, they did. Yes. And um, shortly after that, our two youngest children went to uh, a Christian camp there in in Maryland. Our oldest daughter went to the Y camp, and um, we felt like she had had a conversion, but not like our two youngest. When they went, they they were totally changed and totally different mm-hmm. when when they um, when they had had their acceptance when they accepted Christ. So. Well, we're speaking with uh, Irma Fairchild. She's a resident here at uh, Warm Beach uh, Senior Community. And, you know, Irma, what you're saying to me is that, you know, you grew up a a good kid in a solid family, and your your behaviors and your external, uh, you're pretty good on the outside, but yet there was this, this emptiness on your inside mm-hmm. that— um, needed to be filled and the only thing that could fill it was was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, that's that's true for all of us, isn't it? Yes. That it truly is. We can fill it with being self-righteous or doing good things or being kind or all of those things, but when uh, until we come to that understanding that we need a savior, all of those things are meaningless in the sense of of fulfillment or personal a, per, a sense of 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 uh understanding who God is but when Jesus comes into our heart the holy spirit uh, quickens us doesn't he yes quickens our hearts and causes um a new life to be the word says that a new life has begun right. when someone becomes a christian they become a brand new person inside they're not the same anymore a new life has begun yes i felt brand new Hmm. I, I just felt brand new that I was a new person, and I started reading scripture, and we joined uh, Bible studies, and um, the words just seemed to have a different meaning when you read them as a Christian than as a non-Christian. They they take on a totally different meaning, and it just brought a newness to my to my life, yeah. and um, I. Out of yeah. that, then uh, Irma. So uh, your husband then retired from the Navy a few years later. Yes, he retired in August of 1981, and mm-hmm. that's when we sold our house and decided we were going to move out to the state of Washington. Our oldest daughter had already moved out here. And Dave's uh, mother and brother and sister, they'd all moved from the state of Indiana out to the state of Washington, to the Seattle area. So we prayed about it. We we prayed, should we stay here in Virginia? Because we had since moved from Maryland down to uh, the state of uh, Virginia, where he had separated from the Navy. So it was either stay in Virginia, go to Indiana or move out to the state of Washington. So we we prayed, and we felt like the Lord was leading us to move to the state of Washington. And so we've been here since, and it's, it's home to us. Yeah, now. yeah. So eventually 
your your husband became the executive director here at Warm Beach? Well, he went to work at Krista first. I see. In November of 81, he went to work at Krista as a nurse aide. He started out as a nurse aide because um, they wanted him to start from the bottom up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was there for nine years. He left there as director of operations. He had learned a lot about the nursing industry, nursing home industry. And um, he was approached by, uh, what was the gentleman's name? He was on the board here at Warren Beach Senior Community and asked if he would like to accept the position of executive director here at Warren Beach Senior Community. They were looking for one. So he interviewed for the position and was selected. And so he started here in January of... 91 is Mm. when he started here. So he was here for 18 years as the executive director of Warm Beach. Yeah, well, and I'm sure you saw a lot of growth during that time as far as the community itself. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, now you're a resident here. Your, uh, your husband had passed. Yes. So tell me about being a resident here at, at Warm Beach. Well... You know, when when Dave was alive and working here, we did intend to eventually move here, that this would be our residence. And um, But he developed um, what they call um, Lewy body disease. He had Parkinson's and also dementia. And Lewy body, wow. Yes. So uh, we were living in Marysville at the time, and I just felt like I needed to focus on Dave and being a caregiver and being with him and that that was where I was going to be, you know, for however long it took. So, so, um, he passed in October of nine of 2016. So I, just felt like I needed to take a few years to decide where I needed to go and not make any big decisions or big move. So I started praying in 2018, you know, Lord, I need to know where you want me to go. And I just felt like I was being led and directed to, yes, move out here to the senior community. So I made the move in November of 2018. And um, I felt like it was a really relief once I made the decision and knew where I was going to be living eventually, permanently, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And I've not regretted it or looked back. And the Lord had made known to me the path of life that he wanted me to be on. And I feel very confident and very secure in being here at Warm Beach Senior Community. And I know that this is where Dave would have wanted me to be, since that's where we had planned to retire and live together here. 
Well, the scripture says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and I know the scripture means the the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he certainly has guided your steps and given you his grace to navigate through all of these seasons of life. And uh, I want to thank you for just sharing your story today on Heart of the City. You know, the Lord is good, the Lord is faithful in our lives, and that's the theme of this program. And there's lots of stories uh, on our on our podcast page for Heart of the City. If you want to hear this story or many of the other stories that have been shared over the years on Heart of the City, you can go to thewordseattle.com, click on the local programs page, and you'll see my smiling face there and uh, with the title Heart of the City. And you can look at all the podcasts and listen to the podcasts. Uh, including Irma's. So, Irma, thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special, Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, call Chuck Olmstead, 206-269-6216, or go to thewordseattle.com. 